Welcome to the Help Me Rhonda Show podcast. Help me Rhonda, help, help me Rhonda. Welcome to the Help Me Rhonda Show, where we interview sexy brands and help them turn their business into a profit-making machine using PR and media. All right, everyone, let's get started. Today's a really exciting interview because I brought on for the second time Celine DaCosta. Now, if you remember, last time we talked to Celine, and she is not only a brand strategist, but she's also a columnist for Forbes magazine. She helps tell brand stories and takes the essence of what someone is inside and helps them tell that story. But today we've got something really deep to share because some more things are coming out with Celine. Celine, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. It's great to have you. Um, however, we do have to bring this up. <laughs> all right. So this happens all the time. I always invite uh, people to come to the show and I always wear shoes. And Celine's like, um, I did not get the memo. <laughs> so, so you have really cute toes and your feet look great. They do. They do. From uh, New York to Bali, I used to have all the shoes. Now, no more. Oh, that's right. I had over 200 pairs. What? Mm-hmm. All right. So are, were you like the devil wears Prada kind of style? I would say wannabe. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I was like any, on any given moment, there was a piece of leather on my body kind of style. And yeah. if you couldn't see it, it was still there. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. So the New York girl, now you're in Bali. So how did the New York girl transition from that really uptight day to day into a Bali, you know, barefoot girl, but <laughs> teaching people how to really truly tell their authentic story. Oh, that's the question there. Um, so the short story is when I was back in New York City, I used to work in corporate advertising, mm. brand strategist, as you're describing, you yep. know, always like yeah. with my little, my heels, my shoes. I know that girl. Jacket. I was the same girl. Um, <laughs> leather jackets are still amazing. Not yeah. hating on leather jackets, yeah. but definitely wearing it every day a little more. And um, I had a series of events come through a few years working in corporate. And, you know, Mm. you've heard this story before. I'm Mm. not going to even delve deeper into Mm. the story of growing up, being told what to do, listening, what society expects of us. And just me as an immigrant in the U.S., just growing up and just feeling like the road, the only path is going to corporate and make a name out of myself, like grow through the the corporate ladder and so on and so forth. And um, I worked so hard to get there, you know, so freaking hard um, in school, getting the best grades, like just making all the networking just so I could get to the point where I was in corporate in one of the coolest agencies in the city and living exactly the life that I had described for myself or that I thought I wanted. The, you know, wake up, go to the gym, like go, go, go. And then you go to work and then you kill it at work and then you're there for 10 hours and you're just killing it with clients. Yep. Then you leave and then you, you know, happy hour and then you go on like on a date and then you like come home and then you, you know, pass out and you do it all over again. I got really miserable really fast as I realized that when I had everything I thought I wanted, it still didn't fill me up. Like You're I missing. Just, let's let's talk about that because one of your core competencies and what you do the best is really helping people tell their true authentic story, right? Like really getting that essence. So you went from someone totally unfulfilled into now helping others do that. How did you transition? Is it because you felt that gap that you needed and deserved to start telling more of a deeper story? Like what, where was that point of transition for you? From this place of I'm in corporate, I'm stuck, I can't get out to yeah. being here on the other side of it. Yeah. Do you, Was there like a, a defining moment where you remember? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, I'm changing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. Yeah. There was. I 
remember when I was, um, you know, there was, it's, it's interesting because some people have this one huge moment. And for me, it was a domino effect. Um, over the course of a few months, everything started going wrong. Um, I remember it was, uh, my, my grandfather had passed and I couldn't go to his funeral because oh, I had to work. Oh, wow. um, I had to, I went on a volunteer trip in Cambodia where I saw like some serious atrocities. Um, then I went, uh, I got uh, broken up with on my birthday and then Ooh. I didn't get a promotion that I was like, this is, I'm a shoe in for this. My rent skyrocketed in, in just like a course of three months. And I'm like, whoa, you know what? The universe is loud and clear telling me I have to stop. And I remember then, then there was a moment where I looked myself in the mirror one day and I said, I need to change my life today because if I don't, I'm, I'm just going to die. Ooh. It's just my soul is going to die. Yeah. And from there, nine months later, I was on a one-way ticket uh, to Europe and I decided to do this social experiment, which I believe I mentioned mm-hmm. in our last talk, so yeah. I won't go too deep into it. Um, but I challenged myself to see, can I circumnavigate the globe by couch surfing using human connection only? So not like couchsurfing.com, but literally just like, hey, you oh, you have a house in Malaysia? Can I like come visit? Or you have a cousin in Nepal? Can I go like link up with him? And uh, I essentially spent, I decided to be like, okay, the only way that things will change is if I literally leave my entire identity behind. Mm. If I just leave it all behind, screw it. I quit my job. I put everything in storage. I set out with a little carry-on and I'm like, I'm just going to go and I want to see what it really means. And I spent a year sleeping in the homes of mostly strangers around the world, over 20 countries, over 100 people whose homes I stayed in just being like, screw this. I just need to figure out what being human really, really means. And that's where the brand story Mm. and the work that I'm doing really play. For a year, I saw, I felt, I experienced all the different ways that different people live Mm. and how the story that they tell themselves quite literally shaped their reality. And if I had to summarize that entire experience with one key, I mean, I had a lot of insights. I learned a lot. But that one key insight is that the story that you tell yourself and others changes the life you live. Let's let's talk about that because here you are going from New York to making this really radical decision because you're unfulfilled Mm -hmm. to then feeling, actually feeling again, right? So you're like Mm -hmm. starting to actually feel. You're seeing people, you're seeing them who they are. Your identity is no longer this New York City-like speedy girl, right? And now you're truly connected. So let's talk about the the new product and the program that you've just recently created, because I think that's what's something that people need to understand is that when you reach a point where you can start telling your true authentic self, then you start to change the way people see you. But you said something about that. You said that the stories that people have been telling themselves, mm-hmm. touch more on that. Mm-hmm. So it all started with, well, like you said, I had this identity and I was the New York girl and I was the immigrant and I went to the school. You know, I would, I would remember being in New York and I would like drop where I went to university. Mm-hmm. UPenn for you Americans out there. Uh, <laughs> and people would be like, oh, like, yeah, you know, right? like you'd say where you work and yeah. people would be like, cool. Mm-hmm. And you could just see instantly like the way they saw yeah. you shifted. Mm-hmm. And then the when they, they way they saw you shifted, you would actually play Become more into that, that role mm-hmm. and be like, okay, cool. This is my mask. And so one of the, the biggest things that happened, even before I got to sit, you know, at, in front of hundreds of people, like really interviewing them and talking to them about their story is I left and I had no identity and in mm. fact the identity that I had was one that I was embarrassed 
of that I didn't want to share. Like, oh, I don't have a job. You know, every, you know, everyone, the first thing you, they say in the US, what do you do? Yeah, right. And I'm like, I don't do anything. <laughs> like, I'm unemployed, you know? So it's like right. the first, like leaving out of New York and going out into the world. I'm like, I don't have a job. Nobody actually knows where I went to school because, you know, it's only known in the US. Maybe like a few select, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like going out and, and, you know, I used to have like this huge closet, overflowing closet, like 200 pairs of shoes. And I'm like on a carry-on. I'm, I have five t-shirts, three pairs of shorts. So I'm completely out of my element here. It's just me. Yeah. It's just, or me or, or, and I don't even know who me is at this point. I'm mm-hmm. not even clear on it. So I start going and meeting people and they're asking me questions and I'm talking to them. And all of a sudden I'm like, it doesn't, I can't drop where I'm going. So it's not going to change the course of conversation. Yeah, Cause it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. I can't tell them where I work or what I do because mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't even like, it. I didn't even like it or I was miserable in it. So how could I talk about something mm-hmm. that I'm miserable? And all of a sudden in, in the drop of a hat, hat the conversation got real. Yeah. Cause I couldn't wear the jacket, the nice leather jacket, mm-hmm. the expensive one that showed you that I come from a certain class. No, I couldn't yeah. do that either. I was just wearing a plain t-shirt and I was showing up as, and what started to happen is I started to have real conversations and people started to open up to me in a way that I never mm-hmm. experienced. And, and, you know, granted that it's not just the clothes. I also happen to be somebody who does care about people who is empathetic. Yeah. And so I started seeing people cause they weren't judging me. They weren't like, Oh, I can't talk to her about this. Like they were just seeing me as a person and talking to me about their experience and their life is so curious. Yeah. About what brought you to where you are today, whether you're a farmer or you're an executive or, you know, you're working in, in a factory. It didn't matter. I just wanted to know what brought you to where you are today and you are. So why do you think then telling the brand story is so vitally important now for entrepreneurs and clients that you work with? Like, who do you, how have you taken that experience and brought it into mm-hmm. entrepreneurialism? And because you've helped thousands of people tell their brand story, who is that, that perfect client that you work with? And how do you transition from them being authentic? but also being someone that is respected in, you know, in, in working with someone. Like, how does that transition happen for an entrepreneur? Mm, to go from this place of... Know, pure authenticity, but just also then be, you know, be being a head of a company or a CEO of a company. Mm, like, how do they transition? Because you keep talking about identity, and I think that's a really big key element that we're going to tap onto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I've noticed, especially working with my private client who come to me for support, mm. is a lot of people have built. So it's not about, oh, I can't, if I'm not authentic, Mm-hmm. I can't build a company or I can't make money. It's not really about that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. You can do all those things and still not be tapped yeah. into your essence mm-hmm. and True. still not be authentic or be operating according mm-hmm. to your values. But rather, you hit a point where it doesn't matter how much money you've made, how many employees you have, how recognized you be, how well it's doing. If you're not showing up to work every day and you're operating from a place of this is who I am, this is what I believe in, mm-hmm. this is what I support and how I want to serve people, you hit a point where just great away. You yeah. cut your soul. Yeah. And people who, you know, entrepreneurs who are just starting the the ones who are you know really on it are gonna know that that needs to start from day one because mm. when you're like rushing into like okay I, I gotta like learn how to get my clients and I gotta learn how to make money and how to set up this funnel and you just like go 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 and you're trying to build this company the first thing that gets lost is who are you what do you stand for mm. and when that gets lost it's a big problem because everything that you build on top of that of what you think other people expect of you of what you think should be done rather than what you feel from the inside out needs to be done everything you build on top it's that. like it's building like, a house of cards, exactly. right? Exactly. In, in your course, because I was looking through your material and I was really enamored by it. And you you identify really deeply about the patterns and the beliefs 
right? That block people from really showing their true authentic self. Um, what are the certain patterns and beliefs that people have that stop them from actually building on a solid foundation instead of the deck of cards? Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's part of uh, what you're touching upon is part of the uh, four key pitfalls that I teach that mm -hmm. is essentially what blocks you from showing up as your authentic self, both in your brand as well as in your life. Okay. And the good news is that the reverse of that is the same four principles apply to help you accelerate and speed up into your authentic self mm -hmm. and being able to connect with you more mm -hmm. deeply. So the four principles you touched on too. Um, the first is belief. The second is self-management. The third is pattern. And the fourth is stories. Okay. So you're curious about beliefs and patterns. So I'll go heavier okay. on those two. Because I think those are yeah. where people can get really stuck on as well, mm -hmm. right? Because it's is it come down to like your past or is it like beliefs and patterns that you create yourself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, most of your beliefs and patterns do past. Okay. And there, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of when entrepreneurs are saying, yes, envision the future. Let's look at the future. That's great. And I believe in that when you're creating a vision, you want to look mm -hmm. forward, not backwards. But don't ignore the things you're carrying with you. So you want to look mm. forward. But if you're carrying things in your backpack, you're walking around with your past and you're trying to look forward, you got to you got to offload that first yeah. in order for you to really skyrocket and accelerate. So when it comes to your beliefs, I mean, you've heard of limiting beliefs. We all mm -hmm. have. It's like a, um, a buzzword now, yeah. but it's yeah. so real, even though it's the buzzword, it's something that really needs to be addressed mm -hmm. is that when we're looking at the way that we show up in our company, the way that we show up in our life, there's a series of beliefs that are keeping us from getting to where we want to get to. And, you know, one of, for example, an example of a limiting belief is you and I talked about this, um, about how, you know, the mom who like makes meatloaf every, every year yeah. and she cuts off, um, the sides of the meatloaf yeah. and, you know, her kids are like, mom, why are you wasting so much um, meatloaf? And she's like, well, that's how grandma taught me yeah. that it's done. And you, you suddenly find out, you know, the kids find out that grandma used to cut the sides of the meatloaf because the, the, the pan was, um, the stove was too small. So <laughs> right. she had to cut it out of convenience. Yeah. Yeah. And then mom just learned to cut it and waste meatloaf because mm -hmm. of a belief that yeah. this is how meatloaf paired. Yeah. And the same thing applies in, you know, our day to day, our beliefs around money of like, do you believe that you need to spend money right away when you get it? Mm. Or do you believe that you need to work really hard in order for you to earn a lot of money? Yeah. False, right? Yeah. And yeah. so all these beliefs that we grew up and that we were conditioned in as, as since we were children, we just carry them with us and they just keep us from getting to where you want to be. You know, a client shows up and they're like, hey, uh, I want you in, in this project. Like you didn't even have to like lead them or warm them up. They're like, hey, mm. um, heard about you. Want you, here's $50,000. Uh, I just need you to like put in like 10 hours and just like tweak a few things for me mm. that are like your area of expertise. And here's the check. And then if you believe that for you to you earn, you need to work hard. Uh, yeah. And that's a belief for you to, to, uh, to earn. And here's a project that is in your zone of genius and it doesn't take that long and it's a massive amount of money. You're going to be like, uh, and then you're going to self-sabotage. See, this is, I think, vitally important. This is what I love mm -hmm. about um, why you created the framework in this course. Because you already work with like one-on-one -on -one with high-level clients, right? You're, you're working with them more on the one-on-one -on -one level. Why did you create the course? Is it because you wanted to help educate this type of person um, before that they, they, so they can really see it because self-sabotage, we talk about it a lot. However, not everyone really sees it. And I think mm -hmm. the way that you put this course together for people to really get it, and it's almost like they're getting it um, like in a secret way because like they're not having to communicate it with someone. You know what I mean? Like if someone's like, well, that sounds like you're self-sabotaging. Most of the time we all back out. Mm -hmm. However, the way that you've put it together in this course in like really tight films and videos and explains these areas, I feel like that you're helping educate them on the things that they really don't already know and it gives them more self-awareness. So when they're doing it, they can recognize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah? 
Because yeah. you ever see that happen when, you know, someone, they are self-sabotaging, but they have no idea that they're doing it until afterwards, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they like do all these crazy actions or they respond one way. And it's because deep inside, they're just not really believing that they deserve it, right? Among others. Yeah. 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 And I, and do you ever find it hard for, to, for people to actually admit that? Oh, all the time. And also because a lot of the times this is happening subconsciously. Yeah. Which is yeah. where, you know, the, the neuro-linguist programming work and the hypnosis work that I do comes in because it's just like lucky that out of your subconscious yeah but with this course i intentionally um used like created this so that people can have the tools and the power to be able to identify their own subconscious blocks yeah be able to dig in there and see like okay what's happening because in real time when you're self-sabotaging a lot of times you don't even know what's happening until like after the fact so with some people it takes a really long time and a lot of energy and a lot of pain for them to you know engage in self-sabotaging act which mm-hmm. goes back to their patterns their belief their self-management or one of their stories and then be like, oh crap, I messed up. Let me, and now let me clean all this up. But what I'm actually teaching you is to identify, be able to get really, really clear when you are in a clear minded state, Mm -hmm. you're focused, you're studying, be like, okay, what is actually getting in my way? What is blocking me from a like really deep, 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 deep level? What, what are the ways that I can self-sabotage myself, keep myself from showing up authentically and don't actually share my real story. So when you have these tools and you actually know what it is, then you can start to identify the trigger in real time yeah. and that's when you're able to turn yourself around quickly because with authenticity and uh, and you know this type of work as you know it's you're gonna mess up and you're gonna <laughs> have times where a belief gets in your way where a pattern mm. gets in your way where you're in a cranky mood and you're not managing yourself when a disempowering story comes in and sneaks in mm. but if you already are equipped with like here's the ways that this shows up in my life here's my patterns here's my beliefs yeah. then you can it's almost like you have a list and you're like oh this behavior I'm not getting what I want what's going on oh this pattern and now let's work on releasing that which is also covered so it's almost like you're giving them not just a book or a manual but you're giving them a resource and reference tool especially doing it in film and video because you know when you can hear it and listen I learned so much more just by listening to than if I were to look at it in a book Mm -hmm. so I love the way that you've put this course together can you share a little bit more like what is inside of the modules what are some of the modules um, that people can look forward to because I the, the, the course is launching like really soon it might even by the time some of you are watching it, it might already be available to them. Why should they get access to the course and what's inside of it they can look forward to? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a lot of good stuff. So um, we start module, everything that we're talking about, which is how do you, before you even start telling your brand story mm. and showing up in a way that's really magnetic and attracts your ideal audience, that gets you those opportunities, that helps you raise your rates, whatever your goal is, before you even get there, you got you got to look at those blocks. Sorry. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to break it yeah. to you, but you got to look at it because there this cannot exist that magnetizing authentic story cannot exist if you're not being authentic with yourself mm. if you don't know what how you're getting in your own way so there's an entire module helping you identify what are the beliefs that the limiting beliefs that you are carrying with you what are the ways that you're not managing yourself and your energy what are the ways that you're engaged in these patterns which is essentially just cluster of beliefs that keep you in the same loop how do you break that what are the stories that you're telling that are disempowering how do you transmute them into empowering stories that you can tell yourself and right off the bat once you work through that then you're at, you're at the point where you're centered and that's where the real work begins and the fun stuff which is the uh, my story embodiment formula which mm. I talked to you about which is how do you become the best story that you ever told yeah. because I can I will teach you how to actually create hero's journey how to create a bank of stories so that you never run out of content to share again but even before we go there the module before that is teaching you how do you identify why your vision your core values like how do you get so freaking clear on who 
you are, what you stand for, and how you need to show up as a brand that nobody, there's no room for confusion. You know? You wow. Lose, you confuse someone, you lose them. This sounds like an entrepreneur's dream, Celine. I'm I'm really excited to even hear. I can feel like your excitement because we know, I mean, I'm also in branding, right? It's like, mm-hmm. gosh, the moment someone embodies who they are, that's what I call a sexy brand. Like mm-hmm. the moment someone just walks and they ooze this brand that they've created and who they truly are, that's where the magnetic pieces come from, right? But so many people, they aspire for it. They're not really sure why they can't get there. Mm-hmm. And that's the framework that you're creating. And I'm so excited to be able to share it with other people. Um, thank you so much, Celine, for not only being here and sharing it. I'm really excited for not only this course, but to tap back in and to use this as a reference guide, you know, because I think there's going to be times when people are going to get stuck. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, let's go back. Remember that? That's what I'm doing. I'm self-sabotaging. Okay, get back on track. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if there's, is there any last thing that you want everyone to really know about this work that you do mm-hmm. and how they can get access to this amazing course? Yeah, absolutely. So this work, this it's it's beautiful. And like you said, um, it's coming back to, it's a resource. So mm-hmm. I'm not just giving you a fish like, hey, here's your brand story. I am teaching you, showing you how you can consistently show up as your most powerful, authentic self and share your brand story with the world in a way that will skyrocket your income, that will magnetize the right people towards you, that will increase your reach and visibility, Mm. but from a place of you being you and always coming back to the principles that I teach. And it's so important at the core of this program is who are you really? How do you communicate that to yourself? And then how do you translate that with a message that will impact the world? So it is really, really cool. In terms of how do you get access to this Mm. course? Well, there will be a link at the bottom of here. And also if there's any questions, you can email info at selinedacosta.com. It's C-E-L-I-N-N-E-D-A-C-O-S-T-A. I I always have to spell it because my name has two Two ends. ends. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And um, Mm. come follow me along and ask any questions at uh, at, uh, selinedacosta on Instagram, Facebook. So um, either go on the link or you can email my team or come on one of my social media, which where I'm always staying and and, going to be sharing the link as well. And I love it because you also, on your social media, especially your Instagram, you really tell the right stories and you can Mm -hmm. tell she uses her framework. (laughs) Celine, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. All right, guys. Now, can you imagine being able to be your truest, authentic self, like creating a life or a business and telling a story that connects with someone that is truthful, that is your true authentic self and allows to connect with other people? See, this is what a true sexy brand is. And I'm so excited for you to not only learn more from Celine, but to tap into Tell Your Brand Stories course that's going to be available here. And don't forget, if you are PR worthy, you can go to uba-links.com right now and fill out an application to see if we can get you featured in top tier publications. I'm going to leave you with this one last thing. If you're going to create a brand, create a sexy brand. And if you're going to be anything, be unstoppable. See you next week.